We begin today the Gemara on Dav Gimel Amud Beis, six lines up from the bottom of the Amud, where it says Mechdi. The Gemara here, let's, we have to remember what it says in the Mishnah in order to understand this Gemara. First of all, the Gemara is focusing on the word Mave. One of the four of us Nazikin in the Mishnah was Mave. What is Mave? So Rav says, the Gemara brought here, that Mave refers to a person that's Mazik. And he brought the source of a Pasik. Then Shmuel says that Mave refers to the Shair, the ox, that's Mazik with his shame, with his teeth, by eating. And he brings a Pasik for that as well. Now the Gemara pointed out that the Pasik in this word Mave, the way Rav brings from the Pasik, the way Shmuel brings from the Pasik, it's not Meduyik. The word of the Mishnah Mave doesn't fit 100% according to either opinion. So the Gemara now is going to focus on trying to explain, according to Rav and Shmuel, in the Pshar of the Mishnah. Why did Rav say what he said, and he disagreed with Shmuel? And why did Shmuel say what he said, and he disagreed with Rav? Let's see. Zak the Gemara. The source of the Pasik that both Rav and Shmuel brought that Mava relates to Adam or Mava means Shane, it's not, it doesn't fit with the word of the Mishnah perfectly, not like Rav and not like Shmuel. So Rav, my time alone with Shmuel. So first let's understand, so then why didn't Rav say, like Shmuel's Pshat, that, that Mava and the Mishnah refers to the Shane of the, of the Shur that's Mazik. So the Gemara answers, the reason is because it already says, Shair before, Tana Shair, the Mishnah already said Shair, that the Shair is a Mazik, and the Chamili the Shair. Shair includes everything else, everything in the Shair. What does Shair include? Shair is Keren, it could be Mazik with its horn, with uh, the shame, with the teeth, or with Regal, with the feet. So you can't say that Mava refers to the teeth because it already said Shair. That's why Rav doesn't want to learn like Shmuel. Not in the Mishnah, though. Not in the Mishnah. The Mishnah not says Shai. Not in the Mishnah. We had a Braisa before, which separated the different Ovis, the different things that there are that we see in the Psukim. But in the Mishnah, it says Shai. So Rav says Shai means everything. Keren, Shame, Viragal, the different ways that a Shai could be Mazik. Says the Gemara, Shmuel Nami. If so, according to Shmuel's Pshat, so this is a question. It says in the Mishnah Shai. So doesn't that include already Shane as well? How could you say that Mave is the teeth of the Shire that's Mazik? So the Gemara answers, Omar Rav Yehuda, Rav says Rav Yehuda, Tana Shire Lekarnoi. When the Mishnah says Shire, Shire refers to the Shire that's Mazik with its horns. And then Umave, when it says Mave, is Lashinoi. When it says Mave, that's referring to the Shire that's being Mazik with its teeth. So he, so Shmuel holds that the Mishnah actually divides Shire into two, Keren and Shane. Okay, so now, based on this, the Gemara will try to explain the continuation of the Mishnah. What did it say after that in the Mishnah? Loi harei hasher karei hamave, loi harei hamave karei hasher. You can't compare shir to mave, you can't compare mave to shir. And according to Shmuel's pshat, these are two different parts of the shir. And what we're saying is, you can't compare the hezik that comes from the keren of the shir to the hezik that comes from the shein of the shir, and the same thing vice versa. So now, what does that mean? How do we explain this? Says the Gemara as follows. This is what the Mishnah means to say. You can't compare the Keren when the animal is being mazik with its horns. When the animal is being mazik with its horns, it's not, it's not deriving any pleasure by doing this. So therefore you can't compare it to Shane. Where by Shane, when it eats, it does have a no. So Taisa Sovir explains what the Gemara means to say is, if the animal is being mazik without any ano, that, that means that the animal doesn't have such a drive to do it. It's not getting any ano out of it. So it's a kind of a hezik where it's easier to control the animal. 
So therefore, I would say that maybe only this kind of a hazik, you're obligated to watch it and guard it because it's easier to guard it. And if you didn't, you're peshaya, it's negligence. Shame, though, is harder to, it's harder to guard it because this is an animal. It eats and it's, it's much harder to guard it from eating. So if the Torah would only say keren, I wouldn't learn out shame from it. I would say yachayv only for keren and not for shame. On the other hand, says uh, the Gemara, you can't compare shame. Shame, the animal is not angry, it doesn't have a desire to go and be mazik. It's just eating. You can't compare shame to keren. We're here, the animal is wild and it goes and it's mazik. So here the Gemara is saying an opposite svara, that you would say maybe shame, it's easier to guard it from being mazik because it's not an animal which is wild. So you can control it. Uh, whereas by Keren, it has a kavana to be mazik, it's so wild, so maybe there, you can't, uh, you can't guard it so easily, so maybe there, the Torah didn't obligate you to guard it. That's what the Mishnah is saying, that the Torah had to write, Shane and Keren, which in the language of the Mishnah is Shair and Mave, because I can't compare one to the other. Okay, that's the Svara of the Gemara right now, but here, the Gemara actually asks, that the Svara would be the exact opposite. This is very interesting because the Gemara here makes like a 180 mamish in this uh, Svara. So the Gemara, wouldn't you logically say that the Svara is the exact opposite? That there's a Kabachayma to say that if by Shane, where the animal is not wild and it doesn't have a Kavana to be Mazik, so you're going to be Chayev for that. So Keren, which has a Kavana to be Mazik, most definitely. If it was mazik, it's your responsibility. So Adarabi, here the Gemara is saying that when you see your animal has a nature of being wild, that it has a kavana to be mazik, that's not a reason to say that you should be potter, oy, because I can't control it, my animal is so wild. Adarabi, if you know that your animal is, has this nature, that it could be this wild, so you have to even be more, more careful. You have to be more cautious with, with uh, your animal, what it does when it goes in the public. Right, so, so the Gemara is saying that Kavanah Sela Hazik is a swara to be chayiv, not a swara to be potter. Rashi here says, or Taisvah says, that it's the same thing also to uh, the first swara. The Gemara before was saying that if it has Hanah, that's a swara of why you should be potter, because it's too hard for you to guard it, 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 it eats, it has Hanah, it's, it's too hard. No, the, the swara is the exact opposite. If you know that the nature of an animal is that it likes to eat and it has Hanah, so that's a swara that you should be even more cautious. So you should, you should be chayiv because of the fact that it was mazik with the shein. So why, why are we saying over here, the, the, the way we're explaining the difference between shein and keren doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara tries to answer this by saying as follows. Regarding keren, I can't learn shein from keren because, one second, one second, I would think to say, Maybe I could compare Keren, which is again, the animal being mazik with kavana. It's angry and it's intentionally being mazik. So maybe I would compare to a person's slave or maidservant that are mazik, that also could be mazik somebody with kavana. Now, Eved va'oma, when an Eved and Oma are mazik someone, love, isn't, isn't it the fact that Afagav the kavanos and lahazik, even though they're being mazik intentionally, afilahachi petiri, but nevertheless, they're going to be potter. Right? And both they are potter, they're owned by their master, and they're going to be potter, and their master doesn't have to pay for this either. And we'll learn about this later in the Masechte, that when Eved and Omar are mazik, they're owned by their master, they don't have any money of their own, and they are potter, their master is potter. So hachanami loishna, maybe I should say that I see here, the Torah is saying, Eved and Omar that are mazik, 
intentionally and they're owned by the master, but nevertheless, I don't obligate the master to control them and to tame them that they shouldn't be mazik. A person could have a slave that's wild and that's too bad. It's not the master's responsibility to take care of that. The same thing over here. Maybe I could say if you own a wild ox that's goring and being mazik, so maybe you should be potter for that. So I should compare it to, to Evadan Oma. That's why I can't learn out that Karen is chayiv from the fact that I see that if it's mazik with its teeth, with shame, that it's chayiv. So that the Gemara says, no, no, no. There would be no svar to compare the ox that gores with its horns to a person's slave or maidservant that's mazik. Amar Avashi says, Ravashi, how can you compare this? Atu eved Regarding a person's slave or maidservant that are mazik, isn't there a very, very good reason why we can't obligate the master to pay for what damage they cause? Because if yes, what's going to happen? Shamiyak nitana rabbi. What happens if this slave gets angry at his master? The master made him work too hard and he's upset at him. So what is he going to do? He's going to want to get his master back. He's going to go and light his friend's uh, pile of, of wheat on fire. So now if you're going to obligate the master to pay for the misdeeds that his slave does, so that he, the master is going to have to pay for all of the stupid things that his slave does. So you can't obligate a master to pay for uh, what the slave does. But you can't compare that to the, to the shayr. It has no das of its own. By the, by the shayr, there's no such a problem. By the shayr, the keren should be chayv. If it's kavanosel lahazik, that's a svara that you're, you know how wild your animal is. That's, that's more of a reason that you should be careful with it. So the Gemara is back to its original question. Why are we saying that you can't learn out Shane from, uh, you can't learn out Keren from Shane because Keren is Kavanosel Lahazik. If it's Kavanosel Lahazik, if it has an intention to be Mazik, that's a Svara that you should be even more careful. Mm. So therefore the Gemara says, you're right, we have to switch around the Svaras in the exact opposite. Ela parachachi, you have to say, or parik, other gears here is, you have to explain the Mishnah that says you can't compare shir to mave and mave to shir, which is keren and shein, according to Shmuel. So you have to explain it as follows. You can't compare keren, which is in maz, being mazik intentionally and is wild, to shein, shein kavanosilazik, to shein that does not have kavanah to be mazik. So now the Gemara is explaining Take that if the Torah would write only keren, then I would say that for keren yechayv. Because Karen, you see, your animal is wild, so you have to be cautious with that. By shame, it's not wild, so you don't have that expectation, so maybe it's not such a negligence. You didn't realize it's going to go and eat and be mazik. And the same thing also the other way around. And you can't learn out from shame, because shame has a no. So the fact that it has a no, this is something that you see that the animal has this nature, so you could expect it to want to go and eat. So you have to be careful to muzzle it. You can't compare it to Karen. By Karen, it has no Hano. So it's not something you could expect. So you don't have to be so cautious with it. So the Gemara just flips around the Svara attack according to what it said before. Adarabe, that Kavona Lahazik is a Svara to be Mechaeviu. And Hano Lahazeka is, a, is a, also a reason to be Mechaeviu. But they're different, so you can't learn them out from each other. This is the Pshat according to Shmuel. So it says in the Mishnah, Shoir and Mave. Shoir is Karen and Mave is Shame. But now the Gemara says, what happened to Regal? Regal my my Shaidei. What happened with Regal? The Tana of the Mishnah leaves out the third element of the Shire that could be Mazik with trampling with its feet. Where did that go to? Why doesn't the Tana mention it? This is a question on Shmuel. According to Rav, it's all included in Shire. So the Gemara answers, Kishahizik, Chava Mazik. The Mishnah in the end says, that this is your money, and Shmirasi Alecha. The Mishnah finishes off, Kishahizik, Chava Mazik. 
that you're obligated to pay for your possessions that are mazik someone, what is the tzada shova coming to say? That's coming to add regal, that the animal that tramples with its feet will be chayiv. But the Gemara says, asks further, why Just like the Mishnah specifies separately, Karen and Sh- and Shane as two separate Oves Mazikin, so why, why doesn't it say uh, also clearly Regel? So the Elamaroves, and now the Gemara switches around this whole thing here. So Roves says, the chat we said before is not true according to Shmuel. We're going to have to say as follows. Why are we dividing Shoir and Mave according to Shmuel? When it says that the ox could be mazik, that means when it tramples with its feet, that's the shirt. That's the most natural thing for a shirt. Wherever it walks, it just tramples. And umave, what does mave mean? Lashinoi, when it eats with its teeth. That, that's, those are the two things that the Mishnah is specifying when it divides the two obvious of shayr and mave, according to Shmuel. And according to this, the way you have to understand the Mishnah, why you can't learn them out from each other, as the Mishnah continues, you can't compare regel that it, it's very commonly, it's mazik by trampling, wherever it walks, it steps and things, and it's always mazik. So shane cannot be learned out from that, because shane, even though it eats often, but not the same as trampling with its feet. So therefore, if Taylor would only say regel, I would say you have to guard it from where it walks, but I wouldn't know that you're responsible for the shame that when it eats. And on the other hand, on the other hand, since the animal has a no when it eats, and that's something that motivates the animal to want to eat, so therefore, that's something that you would have to be cautious about, but not regal, where the animal has no no from this hezek, so therefore the Torah has to ride both. Those are the two Oves of Shoir and Mave, according to Shmuel. So now the Gemara says, So now what happened to Keren? So the animal being mazik by goring with its horns, that the Mishnah doesn't specify. Where did that go to? So now the Gemara says, Similar to what we said before, when the Mishnah <coughs> finishes off those words, that if your animal was mazik, that goes on Keren. So again, the Gemara asks, Let the Mishnah say Keren is a separate Av, like it does regarding Shoir and Mave. When the Mishnah brings the four of us Nazikin, it's only including those that are muid from the beginning. Muid from the beginning means that you have to pay Nazik Shalim right from the beginning because this is something which is, is, is ordinary for this Hezek to happen. And that's by all the four of us Nazikin, by the Shoir with the Shane and the Regal. This is something that is the nature of the animal to do. Or if you dig a pit or if you light a fire, it's something that you have for right in the beginning because it naturally will be Mazik. Keren, though, is different. Betamin, Keren, if an animal gores with its horns, because it's not usual for the animal to do this, so in the beginning, it's called a tam. When it happens the first three times, you only have chatzinezek, half, half of the payment. And only later it becomes a muid, you have to pay the full payment. So like Kamari, that the Mishnah is not specifying as a separate one of the Dalad of Nazikin, and that's only hinted in when it adds kishahizik chava mazik, to, to hint also to the to Keren. This is the pshat according to uh, Shmuel. Okay, now says the Gemara, Shmuel, my time, but why doesn't Shmuel agree to Rav? So the Gemara before already explained that Rav didn't want to say like Shmuel because Rav held that Shair, Rav learned simple. Shair includes everything that is in Shair. Karen, Shane, Veregel. That's why I didn't want to say like Shmuel because as we see here, we have to squeeze the Mishnah to divide Shane, Regal, Karen. But now, why didn't Shmuel want to learn like Rav? Rav's strat is very simple. Shair includes everything in it of Shair. And Mave is Odom, Odom Amazik. 
And the Mishnah, according to Shmuel, doesn't even mention Adam Amazik, one of the most basic Ovis Nazikin, a person that's Mazik, according to Shmuel, is not even mentioned in our Mishnah. So the answer is, Amalach, Shmuel will tell you, if you'll say that Mava means when a person is Mazik, this says later on in the next Mishnah, on Daf Tezvav, over there, the Mishnah lists also certain categories of Mazikin, and there it says, Shaira Muid, the Mishnah actually is listing the different mazikim that are a muid right the first time that they're mazik. And the Mishnah says, a shayra muid, once a shayra gore three times, so he's a muid, you know that it could be mazik, and yechayv nezik shalim. And then there's actually another thing, an exception, even though usually a shayra that's mazik the first three times, it's a tam, you only chayv chatzi nezik, that's only if it's mazik in Yordashos or on a shosarabim, but if it walks into someone else's private property, and there it's mazik, so there, even the first time that it goes with its horns, you're going to be chayv to pay nezik shalim. And Asher brings over here, this is the opinion of Raptarfin, that says that Yechayev, it's already a mood if it's in the rishus of the nezik. And Adam, and there the Mishnah says also Adam, an Adam, when he is mazik, the first time he's mazik, Adam mood, la'aylam, he's going to be a mood. So the next Mishnah spells out clearly, Adam. So therefore, Shmuel holds, you can't say that Mave in our Mishnah is Adam if the next Mishnah spells out Adam. So the Gemara asks, okay, so the Mishnah already said it later on, but why don't we count it as one of the four of us in here together with the others? And says the Gemara, according to Shmuel, our Mishnah is bringing you the four of us in regarding a person's possessions that are mazik, not regarding the person himself that's mazik. That's, that's a different category. So therefore it's not brought over here. So now if so, ask this on Rav. It says already Adam in the next Mishnah. How could you say that Mave in our Mishnah is Adam? Rav, Rav will answer you. It's a difference. Over here, the Mishnah is bringing Adam in one category, and there it's bringing Adam in a different category. Over there, it's counting in the categories of the different uh, kinds of Mazikim that are Mu'adim from the beginning, that are Chayiv, Nezik, Shalim from the beginning. That's the context that Adam is being brought there. In our Mishnah, Adam is being brought as one of the Daladavis Nazikin. It's too it's not it's not a repetition of the of the same thing. So it's not it's not a question that it says later Adam, and here we include Adam and Mava. So now the Gemara explains according to um, Rav's Pshat when it says in our Mishnah, Mave. So Mave refers to Adam, right? So how are we gonna explain what the Mishnah afterwards says? That you can't learn them out from each other. So before the Gemara explained it according to Shmuel. Now the Gemara is gonna explain according to Rav, what does it mean that you can't learn them out from each other? Why not? Each one has to have a certain khumre that I can't learn out the other one from it. So my loyharei, when the Mishnah says you can't learn out Shoir from Mava or you can't learn out Mava from Shoir, this is how we learn our Mishnah. You can't learn, you can't compare shayr when an ox gores or an ox damages in any way. When an ox gores, you pay kaifer. That means if an ox gores and kills a person, so then there's a special payment of kaifer that you have to pay. We'll learn about it later in the Masechta. So that's a unique chumrah that you find by Shur. Kiriya Adam. You don't find this when a person is mazik. Shayim Shalom is a kaifer. Over here, there's no din of kaifer. When a person f- kills someone else, so if it was b'mezid, he's chayv skila. If it's b'shaygig, then uh, he goes into galus. Uh, but there's, there's no concept of payment of kaifer. So, so here you see a chumrah regarding Shur that has to pay that you don't, you don't find by, by a person. <laughs> So if the Torah would only write the Hezek of Shoir, I would not learn out Adam from there. 
On the other hand, if the Torah would only say that a person, which is Mazakis friend, that he's Chayef, I would have learned out from there that if you shared his Mazakis Chayef, because of here I see Shachayef Barbad Vadim. In addition to paying the, the nezek itself, the actual damage, you also have to pay another four things. Tsar, the pain that was caused, and sheves, ripoish, the, 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 um, the doctor bills, and baishas, the embarrassment. We'll see soon in Amit Beis, the Gemara is going to specify these details. So we see that by Adam Amazik, there's a unique chumre that you have to pay so much more. So maybe this applies only to Adam Amazik if he's Mazik himself, not uh, to a shirt. By a shur, there's no such a thing. You don't have these four things. Then the Mishnah concludes, But the common denominator of all these mazik and arsha, dark and lahazik, that the derech is that they're mazik. That's how the Mishnah concludes. So on this, the Gemara asks, according to Rav's opinion, when it says shur in the Mishnah, shur includes even the shur that gores with its horns, v'chishur, dark and lahazik, could you say that if you are talking also about Keren, is it the derech of a shirt to gore with its horns? It's the, if, you, if you would be talking only about Shane and Regel, yeah, that's the derech that it uh, happens naturally all the time, but not Keren. So how could we say on the Keren, it's only when it gets wild, it's unusual. So how could it say it's Darkila Hazik? And says the Gemara, Bemuet, when the Mishnah includes Keren in the shirt, it means after it becomes a Muad, after it goes three times. Could you say regarding Muad that now it's its derech, that this animal is always going to be goring? And says the Gemara, yeah, keeping the iyayid once, this happened once, twice, three times, and the owner was warned about this. So, now we see the reason why Yechayev Nezek Shalom at this point is because it's basically been proven here that this animal is a wild animal. So, yeah, at that point, it's Darkai Lahazik, even with Karen. But the Gemara asks another question on Rav's Pshat, Adam. Darkei Lahazik, if we're including an Adam in this Tzadashava of the nature of Darkei Lahazik, could you say about a human being that it's Darkei Lahazik? A person can get wild, but how could you say that it's an ordinary thing, that it's Darkei Lahazik? <laughs> Says the Gemara, well, depends. Biyashan, yeah, while he's asleep, then it's the derech of a person. He's sleeping, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's, it's the derech for him to be Mazik. So the Gemara asks him this right away, Yashon Darkila Hazik, it's a derech of a person when he's asleep to be mazik. Says the Gemara, yeah, Kievin, the Chayef, or Poshit, the person when he's sleeping, he stretches and he bends his body and stretches his body, or Chayu. So that it is common for the person to be mazik. And what we're talking about over here is a person that was negligent. He went to sleep in a place, not in this bed where it's a safe place for a person to go to sleep. He lied down in a place where there's a bunch of expensive things there. And then while he's asleep, his body moves around without his awareness and he ends up being mazik. It's the derech for a person when he's asleep for his body to stretch and move around and to be mazik. So that's the dark ilahazik of the Mishnah. Okay, so then the Gemara asks another question over here. And Rav's Pshat, what does it say afterwards in the Tzada Shove and the common denominator of the Ovis Nazikian? Ushmirasan Alecha that to guard these uh, possessions of yours that could be mazik is upon you. Says the Gemara, Adam, how could that language of the Mishnah be referring to mave, which goes on the person himself? Shmiras gufay olav, you can't use the term shmiras son, that you're guarding them. You have to guard yourself. It should have said shmiras gufay, it doesn't fit into the language of the Mishnah. So that's the question on Rav in the language of a Mishnah. So the Gemara says, this is not a question just on Rav. Well, the Taimeich, according to your reasoning, even if you would learn like Shmuel, that in our Mishnah, it, it doesn't speak about Adam. But we have it in a Braise. So you're going to have to explain it in a Braise anyways. Oh, the Tani Karna, Sakarna taught in a Braise, above his Nazikin. So Karna, he taught the four of his Nazikin. And over there, he didn't count Mave, the Adam Echadman. 
he counted clearly Adam as one of the four of his Nazikin. And over there, he also said the same Tzadashavah that our Mishnah says. So you could ask the same question. Adam, Shmiras, Gufa, Yalov. How could he use the term Shmiras, Son, Alecha, if by Adam it's not that he's guarding something else, he has to guard himself? So Ella, Kedamale, Rabavol, said to the Tana when he said over this Brice of Karna, Tni, Adam, Shmiras, Gufa, Yalov. You have to add into the Lashon of the Brice that it's not only Shmiras, Son of his possessions that are upon him. But regarding himself, Shmiras Gufayolo, he has to protect, he has to guard his own body to be careful how he acts. So Hanami, here as well in our Mishnah, Tini Adam Shmiras Gufayolo. So you have to read in our Mishnah, Shmiras Gufayolo, that a person has to watch himself, how he acts, not only to watch uh, the possessions that he has. But, but it's a similar concept. Shmiras Gufay and Shmirasan is that a person has the responsibility to guard himself and his possessions, that they should not be mazik, someone else. Okay, but the Gemara is not done yet. The Gemara comes back here <coughs> to, what, to ask regarding Maveh. So we had the two Pshatim and Rav and Shmuel. Rav said Maveh is Odom. Shmuel says Maveh is Shane. And they brought a Pasuk for each one of them. But here the Gemara is going to say, since the Psukim that Rav and Shmuel brought, both brought are not clear, they're not uh, perfect in the language of the Mishnah, maybe there's another Pshat we could say. Ma'ask if Lord Rav Mari, so Rav Mari asks, Maybe Maveh is another kind of Hezek. A damage that's caused by water. Where do you see that the term Mav has to do with water? There's a Pasuk that says, Just like fire is burns uh, melted liquids, let's say like wax or different things like that. So so the water bubbles in the fire. So you see the word Tive. The, the Tive refers to the nature of water that bubbles in the fire. So maybe in our Mishnah, Mav refers to the damage of water. Okay, so Taisus over here has a discussion about this. What exactly was the Gemara thinking? Why, how exactly should Mayim be considered to be a separate damage? I mean, if a person leaves water on the floor, that's a tilde of boy. You left something on the floor which uh, someone else could trip on and slip on it. So that not that like boy? So what, what exactly is this kayach uh, of, uh, of Mayim that the Gemara is talking about? Taisus has two pshat, and One of the pshat and Taisus says is, in a case where the person had... Uh, let's say, a, a, a gutter of water that's running in his rishus, and he's allowing it to spill out over into the rishus arabim. So it's, it's different than a person that's just placing something directly in the rishus arabim like a boy. It's, it's water that's coming from his rishus. It's a di- different kind of a hazik. So there's another pshat. Taisis talks about this. There would be a svara to say that mayim is a separate av for itself, and we have here a language of a pasik <laughs> that supports this, that mave means water. But the Gemara asks, this pasik is not a good source. Why not? Because the word tive that actually does not go on the water. Because miksiv mayim nivu is it saying that the water bubbles up in the in the fire, meaning that the term, if we would say nivu, mayim is, is a plural term. Nivu would also be a plural term. So then the word nivu would be referring to the water. That it's the water that bubbles in the fire. It says tive ksiv. What that means is the fire causes, it's the cause of the water to bubble. So the word tive goes actually on the fire. So not, not on the water. So the Gemara asks, if so, if so, maybe Mav in the Mishnah refers to causing damage through fire. As you just pointed out, the, tive, the term Tiva goes in the fire. So now, if says the Gemara, you can't say that, because the Mishnah says Mav, then it says Hever. Hever is fire. It already says fire in the Mishnah. So how could Mav be fire? If you'll argue and say, that maybe the Mishnah is saying Mave, and then it's spelling out that Mave means Hever, which is fire. But of course you can't say that, because 
Shloishava. How could the Mishnah say that there's four of us in Zikin? There's only three. Now, Vichit Teimeh, the Gemara presses further on and says, maybe you'll argue and say, Tonashayr, that no, maybe Mave is explaining, explained by Hever, and the really one thing, but why is it counted as four? Because it already says Shayr, the ox that, that's Mazik, and there's Betarti, and maybe the, the Shayr has two in it, as we said before. Shayr includes Shane and Regal. So maybe Shayr counts for two, and then you have uh, Bayer. And then you have Mave, which is one, and then the Hever is explaining Mave, it's just fire, and that's four. So the Gemara, you still can't say this, because Yehochi, if so, later on in the Mishnah it says, Loi That when the Mishnah compares Shur to Mave, the Mishnah says they're not the same, but both Shur and Mave have a Ruachayim in it, it's a living being. That's what the Mishnah says about Mave as well. It says the Gemara, if Mave means fire, Eish Fire does not have a, is not a living being. So you can't say that Mave in the Mishnah refers to fire. Visu, besides that, my Kahareya Eish, later on the Mishnah, it says that you can't compare Mave to Eish. So you see clearly the Mishnah that Mave is not Eish. So therefore Mave is not Eish, Mave is not Mayim. What is Mave? Machlekes of Rav and Shmuel, either Mava is Odom or Mava is Shein. Sakti Gemara Tani Ravashiye, Ravashiye Topna Braise, Shloisha Osa Ovis Nazikin. There are 13 sources of fathers of Nazikin that we see in the Torah. What are they? Shaymechinam. Shaymechinam that is, is take something, an item from someone to guard it, and he has a responsibility. The responsibility of a Shaymechinam is not to be a Pesheya, not to be negligent with it. If he's negligent, he's going to be obligated to pay. So when he's negligent, that's a mazik. You, you, you allow it to get damaged. Or Vashoyel, a person that borrows something. Here, his uh, obligation, his responsibility is much more. He's responsible even if an Oynes occurs. So it's also a certain responsibility you have, and uh, you're, you're considered to be a mazik if this Oynes happens. Or a person that is, is guarding something and he's getting paid for it. He's obligated, he's responsible for a gneva v'aved, if it gets stolen or it gets lost. That's another category of a mazik. And v'hasaycher, these are all psukim and parashas mishpatim. The saycher as well, there's actually a machlaikis, where the saycher is compared to a shaymechinam or to a shaymesachar. We'll see later in the mesechta. So these are right here, four of us nazikin. And then you have, when a person, when an adam is mazik, so there's, there's different elements of the hezek of the other that could be divided, as we mentioned already before. There's the nezek, when he's mazik someone, he has to pay for the actual damage itself. If you damage a person, so how do you evaluate the damage? You look at this person, how much he could, what his value is if he was sold as an eved, how much his value was before and after you damaged him. Or tsar, you have to pay also for the pain. If, if a person's hand, you cut off a person's hand, how much would he be ready to pay that it should be happening without any pain? It can be done with pain or without pain. So you have to pay that. Viripoy, the doctor bills. Sheves, the loss of work that he has because of uh, the fact that his, his body can't work. And Baishas, the embarrassment that you have to pay. We'll see you later in the Masechta. Perik HaChoyvel, all the details about these uh, payments. So you see over here, Nezek, Tzah, Ripoy, Sheves, Baishas, these are five different uh, payments here. Okay. And then... You said we're talking about Nezek, not payments. Uh, again? We're talking about... That's yeah, yeah, these are payment. these are different kinds of payments. These are all payments for yeah, different for different things. This, but he starts saying, yeah. Correct, correct. But, but these payments are as a result of the hezek that the person did. These are different elements of the hezek. And then you add a four that it says in our Mishnah, So this brings you to thirteen. That's how that's how Rav counted this. 
So you have much more than what it says in the Mishnah. So, so the Gemara explains, now the Tana my time The Tana of our Mishnah that just counts four of his Nazika, and why doesn't he count all these? So we can explain as follows. According to Shmuel, it's understood, as we already said before, the Mishnah, according to Shmuel, does not even mention Adam. That's Mazik, because it's only talking about the person's property or, or possessions that are Mazik. When the person himself is Mazik, our Mishnah is not speaking about that. So over here, according to Ravashia, we're talking about the various different kinds of Shemrim, that's Adam a Mazik. And all the five, the five things of Nezek, Tzai, Ripui, that's beginning to get to Adam that's Mazik. So the Mishnah doesn't talk about that. But according to Rav Lisni, let it mention all of these that are Adam, there are various different categories of Adam Hamazik, the person's responsibility. So if the Mishnah says Adam, let it say it. So the Gemara answers, Adarab. according to Rav, the answer is, Tana Adam. It already said in the Mishnah Adam, Mave is Adam, V'chol Mili the Adam. Everything of Adam is included in that. So it doesn't spell it out as separate of his Mazikim. According to Rav the Mishnah already said Adam. So why is he spelling out in addition other, other Mazikim as well? Mm-hmm. Answers the Gemara, Trey Gavne Adam. Because he separates the category of an Adam that's Mazik. There are two kinds of ways how Adam is Mazik. There's a case where one person is mazik another person. That's, that's one thing uh, that, uh, that's mentioned. And that's not what it's talking about uh, in our Mishnah. And Vitani, one second, Vitani Adam, the Azik Shoir. Then in our Mishnah, it's talking about an Adam that's Mazik another person's Shoir. That's Mazik another person's possession. Rashi explains how do we know this? Because in our Mishnah, one of the obvious Mazikin is Boyer. As we're going to learn later in the Mesechte, a person that falls into a Boyer and gets damaged by that, you putter. So in our Mishnah, when it says bayr, it, it doesn't include a bayr that's mazik and adam. So too, in our Mishnah, when it says adam, it doesn't mean an adam that's mazik and another adam. It only means an adam that's mazik and another person's shayr or any of his possessions. So therefore, Rabbi Ishi accounts separately, nezek, tzar, ripu, shevis, and bayshes, which is an adam that harmed another adam. That's why those are counted separately. So the Gemara asks, if we're going to divide Adam this way into two categories, So let's divide, so Rabbi Yishe should count more, he should divide an ox that, that damages also into two categories. Let's talk about a shayr that damages another shayr. And then you could say separately a shayr that's mazik and Adam. Why don't we divide this as well? So the Gemara says, I don't know. That, that is no reason to divide it into two categories. Hi, my, well, how do you compare? There's a difference. The reason we're dividing Adam into two categories is because when an Adam is Mazik, another person's ax. So over there, he only pays Nezek. That's it. And Adam, the Azik Adam, when one human being damages another human being, he pays additional four modes of payment. That's why we divide it separately, because it's a different kind of payment. When it comes to a shayr that gores and damages, there's no difference if it's mazik or shayr or if it's mazik adam. It's the same uh, kind of payment. So there's no reason to divide it separately. It just pays nazik. But now the Gemara asks, according to the Pshat that we just said, the four different kinds of shaymrim that have to pay 
for the lack of uh, the responsibility, not guarding an object properly that they had in their possession, the Odom, the Azik Shoiru. This is a human being that's not being responsible with an object that he got from his friend. It can be an ox, it could be any other object. We just said that, that uh, Rabbi Ishiya counts Odom separately only because he wants to count an Odom that's Mazik another Odom separately. But an Adam that's Mazik Asher, that I've already said in the Mishnah. But these Shaimrim here is also an Adam that's Mazik Asher. So why is he counting that separately? So the explains, no, this is also deserves to be in a different category because Katani, Tane, um, the Katani, sorry, that's part of the question. The Katani and Avaishi says it separately. So the answer answers, Tani Hazeke to be a Dayim. The Mishnah is mentioning when a person is Mazik something directly by hand, an Adam that's Mazik physically with his hands. The Katani Azekademela. And then it mentions the four Shaimrim, even though it's also an Adam that's Mazak but it's in a different way. You're not being Mazak by hand. It's just a matter of negligence that you or or for Gnevaveda, for Oynes, he didn't protect it and guard it properly, and then the Hezek happened on its own. You didn't do it by hand. And this is another Av Hamazak that the Tayyid is Machadish, that even though you didn't you weren't Mazak by hand, you still chayev. So that deserves to be in a separate category for itself. The Gemara brings Vaita another Braitha. We can count 24 of his Nazikin. And here he includes other modes of payment that you find in the Tayyid. Tashlumi Kefal, a Ganav that has to pay, pay double when he steals. And then there's the Ganav that has to pay four or five times as much. That's if what you stole, you stole an animal and then you either slaughtered it, you shechted it, or you sold it. So you pay four or five times as much. Sorry, where am I over here? Uh, the Ganev, the, the payment that the Ganev pays, not the Kefal, the, the, the first uh, the, that you have to pay, the principal, the canon you have to pay. And the Gazlin, a Gazlin is different than a Ganev. A Gazlin is someone that uh, does it directly and not hiding. Adam Zaymimin, Adam Zaymimin that set false testimony on someone and because of their testimony, they caused damage and then they were discovered and now they have to pay for this. The Ha'ines, a person that's Ma'anes, he, uh, he has a relation with a woman against her will, or Va'amafata, he seduced her, and in both cases he has to pay a knas of Hamishim Kesef. Umaytzi a person that uh, says a lie about his wife, that she had a relation with someone else, and then he has to pay Meya Kesef, that's another mode of uh, a payment where you cause the damage, her reputation. Vahametame, you go and you uh, make someone's Trumetome, Vahamedame, you take the Truma of a Kayin and you mix it with Chulin, Another kind of damage. You take someone's wine and you pour it and you make it tome. Rashi actually says regarding these three, metame, medame, menasech. This is not something that says clearly in the Teire, but it can be learned out from Odom. Uh, that's mazik. The, the Teire says by Odom, that if you go and damage a person's property, so over here as well, you damage a person's uh, objects that he has in one of these three ways. So these are additional mazikin. So we just counted another additional 11. Yeah. And then the Hani Tleisar, the other 13 that Rabbi Aisha already said, so together we have 24. So that's the 24 of his mazikin that Rabbi accounted. So the Gemara now is going to continue and explain why Rabbi accounted these additional ones and why Rabbi Aisha did not count them. That uh, there's different ways how to define what are of his mazikin and what are not. Okay.